If you could all arise for the reading of the Word of God, we're going to open up to Matthew chapter 2, starting at verse 1. We're going, to, we're going to read a few verses today, so pay attention. We're going to give the honor to the Word of God. We're not just reading just letters. We're reading the Word of God together. Amen? Amen. All right. So if you could just follow along. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men. Everybody say wise men. From the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star, say star, star. in the east, and have come to worship him. Say worship. worship. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. Everybody say troubled. troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he heard he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, everybody say behold. The star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Everybody say great joy. Great joy. And when they had come into the house and they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures... They presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. One more. 2 Samuel chapter 24, verses 24 through 25. But the king replied to Arona, No, I insist on paying you for it. I will not. Everybody say, I will not. I will not. Sacrifice to the Lord my God, burnt offerings that cost me Nothing. Say nothing. nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen and paid 50 shekels of silver for them. David built an altar. Say altar. altar. To the Lord there and sacrifice. Say sacrifice. sacrifice. Burn offerings and fellowship offerings. Then, everybody say then. then. The Lord answered his prayer in behalf of the land and the plague on Israel was stopped. Let us pray. Spirit of God, I thank you that you're setting us up. You're setting us up. What seemed like a setback is not a setback as your children. You have divinely set us up to catapult us to our next level breakthrough. God, we ask today that you would empower us, activate us to exercise our faith muscles, God that you would expand us, that you would stretch us, God, that we would go beyond our comfort zone of present faith, Lord, that we would walk towards you, that we would allow you to increase our 
faith, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So we started in the month of December a series called Belonging. Say Belonging. Belonging. Belonging series. We wanted, to, we wanted to empower the people of God that you're not alone. You belong. Say, I belong. I belong. Look at your neighbor and say, you belong. You belong. The other neighbor and say, you belong. You see, you belong to God, you belong to this house, you belong to your brothers and sisters. You belong, right? I belong. A place where I belong, I can't just receive. Well, first, it's a place where you freely receive, where you don't have to pay, pay price for the love that you receive. You receive love. You receive, what, correction. You receive encouragement you receive strength a place where you place where you belong is where you receive but not only where you receive but you give you give right you also give right the the, the where you serve where you mature by yourself i don't care how wise you are by yourself in your room you cannot mature and you know what the neurologists, scientists, sociologists, they say it's impossible for you to mature without belonging to a community, right? So you belong. So we want to focus on the reason for this season. Everybody look at me. What is the reason for this season? Really? Does your action really say the way you use your finances, does it really say the reason for the season is Jesus? Think about that. You know, on Wednesday night, we had a powerful Wednesday night yeah. prayer. Yeah. And Jimmy and Emily, go like this. Jimmy and Emily were leading prayer. And Jimmy started with this. He said when he came, he sat down. God, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? He closed his eyes. When he closed his eyes, all he could see and feel was darkness. He's like, What's, what is this? Right, Jimmy, you asked that. Why, why, why darkness, God? And you know what? As he was asking the Lord, what he saw was an arrow. Can you show a picture? Then where's my arrow? Come on. I, I did extra work last night after coming from Mexico, y'all. Right? Where, the next slide back there, right? So what he saw was the arrow. Arrow. Arrow, right? Arrow, right? And then, woo! And then he thought, oh, the darkness that I've been seeing isn't because, like, we're in darkness and it's a dark season. It's because I'm an arrow and I've been in the quiver of the Lord. Yeah. If you're an arrow, you're in the quiver. All you see around is darkness. Yeah. And they said, oh, God, you're, you're about to take the arrow out and shoot us out in 2019. And he was like, yes, he's about to, like, share. And then God said, Jimmy, Jimmy, no, 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 you're seeing yourself too small. And then the vision changed from arrow to a bullet. Whoa, right, a bullet, right? He thought, wow, that's powerful. We're powerful, God. And God said, no, 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 you're still seeing yourself too small. And then the vision changed to a cannon. A cannon, guys, a cannon. And he was like, you know, 2017, we barely survived, right? 2018, we were like defending and fighting. And then he felt like in 2019, God is about to 
send us out, right? Catapult us out. But more than any other time, you and I have to prepare now. Before 2019 starts, you got to prepare now through prayer. Through prayer. You got to prepare your heart and your mind. And then, you know, we have power, Emily and Sean, and everybody. it was so powerful, right? And at the end, grace comes up, right? Oh, she was already up there leading worship. This is what grace said. There are two ways to use this cannon. Number one, the purpose is to defend your land. Mm-hmm. Number two is to attack and take over. And this is what she said, prophetically living hope. In 2018, we used our our canon well to defend our community, to defend the truth of God, to defend the word of God, to defend our land. But in 2019, God is strengthening us, empowering us, anointing us to be offensive, to advance, to take over. You know, in two, when you're defensive, you're at the mercy. You got to learn to wait. You got to learn to receive. You got to learn to stand. Remember, maintain your position. Oh, the lies. No, you got to come back, maintain. You got to learn to stand, wait, and receive. And the major, major battle of faith is not to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid. God, not to be afraid. But when you're in an offensive stance, okay, when you're offensive, it's not you receive, but you give okay you give you advance and it's not you're not afraid because you're able to just believe it doesn't matter what you see with your eyes your spirit is able to believe i really believe that god is about to expand us god is about to expand you and i and in order for him to expand us he wants to increase our faith And increasing our faith does not come unless you are stretched beyond your present capabilities. If you could carry 50 pounds and you keep carrying 50 pounds, it's not going to increase. You understand? You got to add more. You got to be stretched beyond your present capabilities for God to stretch you, expand you. And we really believe that God is giving living hope, you and I, a faith challenge. He wants us to exercise. Everybody say exercise. To work out our faith muscles to make it grow and active. And you know what? The most effective way to exercise our faith is what? Through giving, not receiving. I needed $10,000 and God gave, us, God gave me $10,000. That receiving, it doesn't increase your faith. You know what it does? It increases your joy. But when you give $10,000, you could only do that out of faith. To increase faith. God is giving us a faith challenge. We looked at Matthew chapter 2. These wise men, these magi, sometimes they call them three kings, right? And, and, and in the Bible, it doesn't say three. They brought three gifts. That's why they just called three magi, three wise men. They travel far from the east to seek and find Jesus. They not only found Jesus, but they laid their most precious, precious treasure before the feet 
uh, I think we have, I have more. You got to kind of follow along with me, okay? When men, these wise men saw a star as a sign, right? They knew. They knew. When they saw a star, they knew the king of the Jew was to be born. Right? And when they saw the star, they traveled, they followed the star. Oftentimes, what did Benjamin, and we've been saying all this time, often when we see a sign, we stop at the sign. But these wise men, you know why they were wise? Because when they saw the sign, they didn't go, oh, there's a sign. They actually moved their feet and their butt, and they actually followed the sign to where the sign was pointing. And these three wise men brought, okay, they brought this, these gifts to Jesus. And you know, I love it. I love it. When, when, they, when they saw the star, what did they do? They said they were, they were exceeding, they were joyful, just re, not regular joy, but exceedingly great joy. Okay, everybody look at me. Show me some expressions of exceedingly great joy. Come on. See, that's exceedingly great joy right there, right? <laughs> Wise men, they saw the star, they heard, right? They were rejoicing with exceedingly great joy. But Herod and the people in Jerusalem, when they heard about the sign, did they rejoice? Nope. They were troubled. Listen, in this season, are you... Rejoicing, or are you troubled? I feel like God wants to make a stance. Make a stance. Which side? God is showing us a sign. Exceedingly great joy, but I don't see. My situations change, God. But will you rejoice because you see the sign? Or will you be troubled? Wise men rejoiced when they saw the sign. Herod was greatly troubled. Hmm? And they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And they say gold represents the kingship of God, that, that the baby that was born was a king. And frankincense represents the divinity of God, that God, Jesus was going to be worshipped, right? And then myrrh uh, represents sacrificial death because they, they put myrrh on dead bodies to make the smelling go away, right? And so just prophetically, these three wise men saw the sign and didn't just end with the sign. They followed the sign to seek and find Jesus. Once they found Jesus, they lay their gifts at their feet. Prophetically, you're a king. You're a God. And you're here to give your life for us. Okay, so these wise men. We've got to learn from these wise men. You want to be wise men that, that walk in exceedingly great joy? You want to be Herod, walk always troubled by, I'm so troubled. How are you? I'm troubled. How are you? I'm struggling, right? The difference. We've got to look at what wise men did. They were active, right? They walked in joy, right? When they, find, when they finally found Jesus, did they go, oh, Jesus, I need breakthrough in my life. Jesus, I need a house. Can you pay my credit card? 
Jesus, I'm lonely. Can you give me a husband? Right? When wise men came looking for Jesus, and when they found Jesus, did they, oh, God, please. Instead of asking, they gave. Is Jesus really the reason for this season? Hmm? You know, when it's somebody's birthday, what do you do? Chinway, your birthday's coming up. What do you want for your birthday? Don't we do that? Hey, Sharon, what do you want for your birthday? Right? What do you want for your birthday? Right? We ask. I mean, it's normal, right? When somebody's birthday is coming, is it normal to buy them a gift? Right? It's normal. But you know what's crazy? Us Christians that are bought by price, you know, Christians that love Jesus, that surrender their everything to God, Christians, right, on Jesus' birthday, you know what we do? We come to, hey, your birthday is coming, Jesus. For your birthday, I want. (laughs) (laughs) For your birthday, I want to be able to give my children these gifts. For your birthday, God, I'm going to have to, like, uh, keep some of my tithe because, you know, I'm going to, for your birthday, I want. Is Jesus really the reason for this season? And I challenge you today, ask him, Jesus, what do you want for your birthday? Instead of, I want this, I want that, I want this, right? Like, we all do, right? I make a list, you know? Oleg has big list. Right? Let's, I challenge you to ask, Jesus, what do you want for your birthday? What does Jesus want? Hmm? Jesus, you know what he would say? You know, Jesus came not to pursue his own greatness. Jesus didn't come to pursue. Jesus didn't come to make himself. You know why Jesus came? He came to give his life as a ransom for you and I. He came to die for your sin and my sin. He came for you and me. And if you were to ask him today, Jesus, 2018, happy birthday, Jesus. Alethea wrote a, wrote a little note, you know, on my door. Oh, I love my mommy and daddy. And she wrote this another note that says, happy birthday, Jesus. I love you so much. 2018, ask him, happy birthday, Jesus. What do you want for your birthday? And you know what? You know what our Jesus would say? You know what he would want for his birthday? Your breakthrough. The best gift, the best gift that you and I could give our Lord who gave his life for you and I, for us to rise up, dare to believe. All I see is darkness, setback, but what in the midst of a setback, for you to say, I dare to believe that this is not a setback, but a setup, Lord. And as you dare to believe for your breakthrough before God, and God sees your faith, and oh my goodness, it is so pleasing in his eyes. Faith challenge. Can we exercise our faith muscles this week? 2 Samuel chapter 24 David, you know, 
David is a man after God's own heart, right? Everybody, we all want to be like David, right? David. But you know what? David, David also sinned. David also failed. David also did things that he shouldn't have done. And because of his action, there was a plague upon the land. And he's like, oh, God, have mercy. And a, and a prophet came and said, you know what? You need, to, you need to build an altar. You need to build an altar at the threshold of Aruna. And David's like, okay, I'll do whatever, God. He's running to the threshold of Aruna. And Aruna comes. It's like, king is coming to my house. David, King David, why are you coming? And David's like, I need your threshold. I need to build an altar there. And I need to offer sacrifice to him so that he would hear us and have mercy on us. And Aruna said, do you know, king, what is mine is yours. Mikasa Sukasa, right? We just came back from Mexico, right? Everything I have is your, I, I freely give it to you, king. Take my land, take my ox, take my sheep, take whatever you need to build an altar, to sacrifice an offering to God. Do it, God. And you know what you and I would do? I would 100% would be like, God provided, guys. He asked for it and a sacrifice, and I didn't have it. And then guess what? He, he, he provided. I'd be like, thank you, Aruna. I'll take that ox, you know. And I have no problem choosing the best, the most expensive, because I'm not paying for it. I'll take that. I'll give that to Jesus. God provided. But you know what David said? David said, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I will not. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. David, by faith, paid the price for his offering. By faith, will you pay the price for your offering that you're about to bring to your God? David, by faith, built an altar. In the Old Testament, they built an altar by putting rocks over each other. You know how we build an altar? By our faith. By, by, by saying yes to God. God, I feel like every strength I have is barely enough to survive my present situation. But God, but God, if you call me, I'll say yes for you to stretch me. Stretch me. You know, I remember... First year of Living Hope, when I married Benjamin, okay, I married a younger man. Woman, <laughs> if you don't want to raise up your own husband, marry an older man. <laughs> no. When I married Benjamin, right, right, my dream was to have $1,000 in savings because he didn't have anything. When I was single, I just needed $300. I always had $300 in my savings. Then when I got married, something's like, I need at least $1,000. And, and, you know, what we had in the bank was $300 that I brought, right? So I was like, oh. And so I'm like, I'm believing, I'm believing. And guess what? Guess what, Kevin? For 2004, when we first started, guess what? I worked hard. I worked hard to save $1,000. And that Sunday, I heard God say, Sonny, Yes, Lord, I want $1,000 offering from you this Sunday. <laughs> it took me one year to save. I'm like, okay, God. And you know what? I wasn't afraid. I gave him that $1,000 offering. A few years later, guess how much was in my bank? Guess how much was in the bank? 
$2,000, y'all, when God said, give me $1,000 offering. It took me, right? And few, I had $2,000 in the bank. And I was like, oh, it feels good, right? It feels good. But I wouldn't still use, I would not use that, right? I don't care if he got sick, I wouldn't use that money, right? <laughs> I don't care if we, I was hungry, I wouldn't use, if we used all the money in checkings, we did not touch that savings, right? That was holy, right? And one Sunday, I was like, oh, $2,000, God, you're so good. And then I heard him say, Sonny, I won $10,000 offering from you. And I thought, wait, wait, God, it doesn't work that way. Like, when you ask, when I saved $1,000, you asked for $1,000 offering. 100%, I gave it all. And so, and then you blessed me, and then I have $2,000. So what works is ask me for a $2,000 offering. <laughs> I mean, it hurt to give that. It's not, it's not easy just because I have it. Yeah. To yeah. give that $2,000 that I've never had in my life, to give, that would be hard. That would be already hard. But $10,000, it doesn't work that way, God. But it's like, I want $10,000 gift from you, offering from you. And so I talked to Benjamin, and you know what we did? We sold my car. We sold it for $8,000, added that $2,000, and we gave God $10,000 offerings. You know what's crazy? Before that year, we barely made it month by month. Like Pastor Darrell would call us, oh, we only have enough money to uh, pay the rent, so we don't have money to pay uh, this bill or that bill. Like, oh, Jesus! And we would pray, and God would send checks, and then we would pay them, right? And the next month, uh, we, we barely survived month by month, right? And often, Benjamin and I, right, even financially, personally, but after that $10,000 offering, you know, our church had a financial breakthrough, and we ended that year with more than $500,000 in the bank. In the bank. And personally, for the first time in the history of our marriage, we were credit card debt-free. Offering. You build an altar by giving God an offering that he's, he asks of us. Hmm? God is challenging us in this season to exercise our faith muscles. Everybody say faith muscles. Faith muscles. To believe for something that's beyond us. Hmm? To believe for God's divine intervention. Say divine intervention. Divine. And will you be willing to pay the price for that sacrifice? You know, a full gospel church in South Korea, we all know, is the biggest church. Before they built this big building that they currently have, right? The pastor, Cho, by faith, started this building fund and started this building thing, right? In the middle of it, the economy went down, right? He lost everything. In the middle of construction, right, they had to stop building, and they lost everything, and so many people left the church. He was so depressed that he did not come out of his apartment. He buried himself in the apartment wanting to die. He wanted to die. God, after all these years, I'm going to go out like this. And he did not have faith for anything. And then he heard that some of his 
church members, like grandmothers, right? They gathered. They came to the, 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 the construction site, and they started to pray. They started this prayer meeting. We gotta save our pastor. Oh, deacon, come here, elders. We gotta save our pastor. We can't let him die. Come on, let's pray. And they were praying. And so when they, he heard, he came to the construction site, and peace. A lot of people were just seeking the face of God. And in the middle of praying, this old, old, poor grandmother came, and he, she came up with one bowl and one spoon, and said, Pastor. This is all I have. At home, I don't have any other bowl. I use this bowl and this spoon to eat every day. But I want to give this. I want to give this as faith offering to God for our building. And Pastor Cho said he what? He's like, I'm sorry, grandmother. I cannot receive this. Your life, how are you going to eat? No, I, can, I cannot receive this. And, she, and she's like, no, please, please. And he was just crying. He's like, I cannot receive this. And then one deacon got up and said, Pastor, Pastor, I want to buy that bowl and the spoon for $20,000. And then another couple got up. Pastor, I want to give this. Another, Pastor, I want to give my whole year of salary to, Pastor, and everybody by faith started to just offer sacrificially. And now they are the largest church in the world. And it all started with this one grandmother's faith offering. I don't know how I will eat my next meal, but this is all I got. I know this isn't worth much, God. But this is all I got, and I want to give you this offering. I remember many years ago, um, I don't know why, like I'm Korean, Benjamin's black, right? And so like a lot of these Korean churches and Korean people like ask Benjamin to preach, and a lot of people think, oh, it's because he's married to a Korean woman. But a lot of Koreans even here, I met them through Benjamin, right? So, so there's this, they used to have this thing called Bay, like Bay Area Youth, something, something, right? All these Korean churches would gather, like Korean youth, and then they would have this black man to come preach, right? And I remember, like, I was with them, and this is time when uh, only Benjamin was getting paid, right? And, like, we had to just live by faith from Living Hope, right? And so, you know, a lot of those, like, special preaching engagements really helped us financially, right? And to pay, you know, right? And so I, I was like, you know, yeah, I was excited to see God touch these young people, but I was kind of excited for that, you know, <laughs> love offering. You know. I'm just being real, guys, right? I was like, oh, you know, I could, I could actually, like, right, pay the bills and have some money, right? And I was so excited, and then Benjamin was like, I was sitting next to him in the front, and you know how that look that Benjamin has when the Holy Spirit comes on him, right? This like, and I was like, uh-oh, what's going on, right? And he's like on his knees, on, he's like crying and weeping. I'm like, I'm used to that. He does that a lot. Even when we pray, like, oh, Jesus, like, I'm just worshiping. He's just like wailing, right? And God's touching him. And then after wailing before God, like he said he was crying out, God, send your fire. Send your fire upon this youth. God, send your fire. He was just like crying out to God to send his fire upon this youth. And then as he was just like crying out, he, his spirit said, you know what? I'm building an altar through my prayer, but there's no sacrifice on there. I think I need to, I want to offer him a sacrifice offering. And she, he, he got up, he wiped his 
here and he looked at me, Sonny, I want to see the fire of God come down upon these young people. But I, I need an offering. I know we don't have any money in the bank, but they're going to give me. I think it was about like $2,000 wow. offering. Can I give that? Can I lay that at the altar? I want to pay the price. Now, did God demand that? No. Willingly, just like David, God, Benjamin said, I want to give him. I, I want this to cost me something. I don't want to offer him any sacrifice that cost me nothing. More than my tears and my prayers. And, he, and I said, okay. And he gave that up at the altar. And you know what? I wish we had videos, right? God moved powerfully on behalf of these people. What do you have faith for? Ask, ask yourself right now. What do you want? Does it take faith? If it's easy, you're not exercising. If you're like, oh, God, help me to uh, uh, keep my job and... and and not get sick and yeah help yeah that doesn't take faith it doesn't stretch your muscles you got to believe for something that you cannot do maybe that very thing that you've been disappointed all your life and you know those we all have those things where like you've been crying out to God for many years and then we don't see him answering so we kind of put that on the side and even when people want to like bring that up you're like oh no don't even mention that like yeah, just, just, yeah, yeah. God will do whatever he wants to do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right? Maybe it's that very thing that God wants you to pick it up again. He wants to expand us. You know what God is saying? Ask. Don't just let it be. Ask. Don't just let it be. Don't just let your family be. Don't just let your workplace be. Don't just let it be. God is saying, sons and daughters, Ask. There's a better way. You're not stuck. God is saying, ask and you shall receive. Let's not take the wide and easy road. Whatever will be. It is what it is. Whatever will be. God is saying, take the narrow road to believe some, for something that you feel like you don't have enough faith for. You know, it takes intentionality to take that narrow road, to forge a new pathway of faith that releases breakthrough, not only for yourself, but for the community of God. Amy shared, right, about Luis and Diego. Think about it. Five years ago, Arely, her mother was a drug addict. She was nowhere. And so guess what? Aureli had to take care of, his, of her little brothers and sisters. And one day they run out to the street. They never come home. She's begging her mother. Diego and Luis, they're going there. I don't know where they're at. We got to go find them. And the mother is doing nothing. And she's, where's my brothers? She's, and then pretty soon her mother gives them up. And she ends up in an orphanage. But all these years, she's been wondering, where is Luis? Where's my brother Diego? He was five, he was six when they were lost. And they ended up for five years living in a detention, 
government detention center, not an orphanage, a detention center for five years. And last year, if you came to the Mexico mission trip, you would know how crazy this thing is because even when we were praying, they were weeping, the missionaries, right? The, the, the directors, she was getting her brother dies, right? Everything is ta taken away, right? The kid, they're losing some of their children. It was bad, you guys. It was so hard for them. And the government is saying, you need this paper and that paper and this paper, and they kept going back and back and back. And what was a setback for them? They kept having to go to the offices, right? Government offices to do this. What was so dark, what was so such a setback was in the spiritual realm a divine setup because God saw Luis and Diego and he wanted to reconcile them with their sister. Hmm? Setback. Setback. What seemed like a setback was a setup. It was a divine setup. And you know what? Obed and, and um, Evelyn were saying, Pastor Sonny, seven years ago, you prophesied. You prophesied over us. You said we will have favor from the government. And the government would open doors. Pastor Sonny, last week, God, Matt, God did what you prophesied seven years ago. We met with 50 other orphanages and, and the government officials, and they said, how can we help you? What yeah, can we yeah. do to expand you? Yes. And you know, you know what's crazy? If God were to give you an opportunity, you'd be like, oh, Kevin, if the city of Oakland came and said, you know, you're doing a great job with your dentistry. What can we do to help you? Oftentimes, when God, like God uses those big favor, we're like, uh. Yeah. But you know, he was ready. Yeah. His phone, he took his phone out. You know what you could do? There's a building owned by you. And he showed them, he showed these, this is, these really, really big. If you give me this, yeah. I could open it up yeah. and I will bring teenagers that are on the street. He was ready. When he was ready. And you know what? All it took was faith yeah. Yeah. to believe. He didn't just sit there and did nothing. He looked for buildings. You know what I mean? He found ways to stretch. And when the divine time came, and not only that, another friend of his, of his got into a car accident and thought it was a big accident. He's like, you know what, Obed? I thought I was going to die. I'm building a house in Tecate or something like that. But I want to give that to you, and I want you to use it for children. Yeah. Last year, they're hiding. Yeah. Last year, they're sleeping in a church, right, sanctuary. This year, government and people are just opening the doors. Why? Divine setup. All you need is faith. You know what? 2018 has been tough. It's been tough. Corporately as a church, individually, but God was moving in us, through us. And God is asking us, will you believe? Will you believe or will you mourn? Will you rejoice? Or will you be troubled? 
Will you walk in rejoicing? Will you walk in, right? Will you believe? Next week on Christmas Sunday, we are going to build an altar here. And we are going to bring him an offering. And you know, we started this last year, and before, like a couple months ago when we talked about this, first I was like, Benjamin, our people have gone through too much. Let's not, let's not do the end of the year giving. I said, let's not do that. And Benjamin was like, okay. But then as soon as I said that, the conviction of the Lord came to me and said, Sonny, how dare you take away this opportunity? You don't know what I'm about to do on behalf of your people. How dare you? I was like, I'm sorry. I <laughs> repent. I was like, Benjamin, oh, we got to, oh, oh, no. And you know what? And I thought about even myself. I give. I give. I give faithfully to God. But you know what? I haven't stretched myself. And I feel like, God, what an opportunity that you're giving me to stretch my faith muscle. You know what? Let's go beyond our present capabilities in worshiping him. Hmm? Let us bring him a special gift as we celebrate his birth, his coming to die for you and I. I want to challenge each one of you, even myself, to pray and ask, Jesus, what do you want for your birthday? I want you to ask. I want you to ask him for a specific number. Ask him. Ask him for that number. And when you hear, obey. Hmm? You know what? He'll be, he's ready. He's so ready to catapult us to our next destiny. Your obedience will expand your faith. Your obedience will catapult you to your breakthrough. It can't be too easy. If it's easy, it doesn't stretch you. You got to ask. You got to be willing to be stretched. And you got to bring. And as we bring our special gift, I want to build an altar together. I asked Matthew during Sunday shift, Matthew, God is saying, dare to believe. What do you want to believe? And he said, I will build him. Amen. 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 Who wants to join him? Amen. Our own building. Can we do it on our own? Uh-uh. No. No. You know, I was telling her, I'm going to end with this. Somebody could come, Matthew. You know, while I was in Mexico, do you know how many texts and phone calls I got? This person's in ER. This person just had this. This person, I, I received so many nonstop texts of people having seizures, people being suicidal, people doing harmful things to themselves. I've received so many. Even our pianist, Ben Lee, was supposed to play the piano. He was in so much pain, he had to go to ER. It's not, what is, what is going on? I'm on the mission field. What's going on, people? Right? What's going on, God? And in the moment of God, what's going on? In that moment, something hit me. And I said, and I felt like the same feeling I felt when my ankle was broken. Will you believe? Will you believe? Will your leg, will your ankle remain broken or will you get up and walk? 
And I feel like with all this sickness and this crisis surrounding us, we could see it as a setback and a broken ankle. Or we could dare to believe, dare to believe that for 15 years, we've been crying out for revival fire of healing and salvation, that God can use what seems like a setback to catapult us, to release healing power, to see, hmm, to see Elizabeth completely healed. I want to see her completely healed, running around here in the sanctuary, worshiping Jesus. I want to see Mark Lagatou's sister running to the, to the altar and said, I was dying. I was dying. And you prayed. And here I am. I want to see. I want to see God truly among us. Will you believe? Will you believe? I want you to rise. First thing I want you to do is close your eyes, lift your hands to God, and say, God, 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 what do you want? Jesus, Jesus, what do you want for your birthday? What would you like for me to offer you? Hmm? Maybe some of you, some of you, you were not able to walk by faith. You weren't even able to, like, tithe monthly. And maybe that stretching is, you know what, making that decision, that hard decision to say, God, God, I'm going to start tithing from now on. Those of you that's been tithing already, it's going to be beyond tithe. You know what I mean? I tithe. I, Benjamin and I, we tithe to City of the Lord Zion. And we also give towards living hope. It's like, it's beyond, beyond our present capabilities. God, what would you like? Can you ask right now? Just 30 seconds, ask God. God, what offering would you like from me? Can I really, I really want this season to be about you. Ask, ask. And once you hear a number, or ways that he's asking. I want to say, I want you to ask him to give you faith. Give you faith to obey. God, give me faith to obey. Give me faith. God, I thank you that you so loved us that you gave your only begotten son. Jesus came to reconcile us to you. Jesus gave his life in this season. God, I want to please you by living a joyful life. When I live life that is abundant with joy, that pleases you the most. God, whatever it takes for me to break through in my spiritual realm, God, I want, I want to say yes. Will you allow whatever is whatever God is saying, will you say yes? Will you ask him to give you faith to say yes? And let's not just like, okay, I'll give this. No, let's really prepare. Like, I'm going to tell Benjamin, I already heard a number, and I'm waiting for Benjamin to hear the number. And you know what? When he hears it, I'm not going to just, you know, I'm going to say, let's go to the bank. Let's get an envelope. I want to prepare the sacrifice. I want to make it special. 
Can we prepare? Can we come with our spiritual oxen and sheep as we celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ? And lastly, I want to ask you to ask God, what do you want me to believe for in my life? It could be as spiritual and as material, what, according to your faith. Maybe some of you, God, I want to be debt-free. Maybe some of you, God, I want to be able to give you an offering. I want, like, what is, like, faith offering today. Maybe next year it's an easy offering because you bless me so much. Whatever it is. Maybe you want to believe for reconciliation in your relationship. Maybe you want to, whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever darkness that you sense in your life, can you believe that God could shine his light in the midst of that darkness? I want you to ask him. I want you to ask him to give, me, give you faith for what? Something specific. What do you have faith for? I want you to, I want you to tell God, God, I believe for this. Can you just, between you and God, speak to him right now? God, I have faith for this. I want to believe for this. I want to believe for this, God. Come on, speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. As you, he speaks to you, you're going to hear him and obey. And as you speak to him, he's going to hear you. And he's going to help you. He's going to empower you. Mm. Holy Spirit, as Jesus came and gave his all, his life, God, I want to be able to give him my all. Will you just lift your hands one more time? Just offer him your brokenness. Offer him your family. Offer him your finances. Offer him your desires. Offer him your disappointments. Offer him your hope. Everything, everything. Just offer it up to him right now. As he gave his life, give him your life right now. Give him your fear right now. Don't hold back. See, sometimes it's easier to give him a financial offering. But you hold tight. You've been clinging to that fear. It's time to let go. It's time to let go of that fear. Give him that offering. Let it go. Release it. Release it. God, I want to believe, but I'm afraid to believe that very thing. Come on, offer it up here today before you bring him your financial offering next week today you give him your all your fear your anxiety your desire your discouragement your disappointment give him all give him everything right now god i give you my heart god i give you my heart god i give you my life god just as you gave me everything i want to give you everything god i want to put my trust in you god more than in a person or a situation or even in my bank account i want to put my trust in you will you do that today will you do that today will you take out trust that was upon your bank account your trust that was upon your husband your trust that was upon your daughter or son will you take that lift up trust and put that trust in god in god 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 i put my trust in you i put my trust in you god mm. yes father silence every lie of the enemy every distraction of the enemy god Rip off every discouragement of the enemy from the minds and the hearts of your people. 
that we will stand before your presence so free, so free to give it all because we put our trust in you, Lord. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray.